1: Greetings, comrades, and welcome to Eastern Border, and uh, Merry Christmas to you all, and Happy uh, International whatever day it is at this point, I do not know what you capitalists celebrate at this time of year. Nah, just kidding. We're here to bring you a very special Christmas episode, and I'm here with Chantal. and uh, yeah, we're about to talk about her experiences here in Latvia, in Eastern Europe in general, and how I met her and everything, but first, well, say hi to our listeners, Chantal.
0: Ho, ho, ho! And a bottle of rum, as they say in Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Which parts is it?
0: (laughs) The Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a ride at Disneyland that I grew up loving. And the movie was based on the ride.
1: On that ride with the rum? Yeah. Awesome. At any rate, well, how did you end up here?
0: So I decided that um, I wanted to spend my last semester of college abroad, and the school that I go to uh, suggested that I try Estonia. And just like our great President Trump, I got the Baltics confused with the Balkans and ended up somewhere north, very cold, even colder than Montana. Didn't think that was possible and once i decided that i was going to come study in eastern europe i started listening to your show and you offered to take people around that listen and i was like nah this guy's not real
1: this, this this is for real by the way and the offer still stands for a limited time now but my friends will take you around anyway
0: well yeah so i messaged i messaged him and was like oh hey i'm going to study in eastern europe which episode should i listen to and you suggested i think number 23 or whichever one is about the propaganda and
1: 21 i think 21. It's
0: the 21. okay well there you go and i was very thankful and i mess and when i actually found out i would be going to riga um from tartu i messaged you and was very excited to meet you and alice and then you told me that you and Alice were no longer together, and I felt like a complete dumbass for saying that uh, but then I showed up and you 're great
1: legal legal disclaimer, yeah, me and alice were, were divorced, but we're fine it's uh, it's a thing when you get like putin threats uh, or stuff like that, but uh, it's fine, and it's been like since may and and now chantelle's here, and yeah, you have been <clears throat> as, I, as I've went to Boston and i Made a whole episode about that stuff. First things first, how's the cold?
0: Well, it's more north than Montana. I mean, I was told it's about the same latitude as Alaska, um, but it's a much damper cold than I was used to. Um, definitely miss my my good shoes back home, um, but I'm I'm dealing. You know, I'm I'm like an onion. There's many layers that I have to peel off every time I enter and exit the building.
1: One thing, though, uh, when I was when I was in Boston, you told me to eat Kraft American Singles, and I also drank that iced tea of yours. Thanks, Sam. And uh, yeah, what I didn't know is that it's illegal to smoke in Harvard campus. But uh, well, everyone makes mistakes. So, what's about Kraft American Singles, and and how does it differ from stuff here?
0: Well, the fact that it's cheese product, like. That is one thing I will miss most about Eastern Europe is how awesome the dairy products are here. Like, for real.
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, for, for some reason, she she thinks that our 2.5% milk, which is considered not that fatty, is something amazing.
0: Well, yeah, because our whole milk is
1: 2%. And that's considered whole milk.
0: Well, that's what I just said.
1: Whole milk is 3.5% or 4 and more.
0: And that's why I'm going to miss the dairy products here in Eastern Europe.
1: Okay, what, what are you not going to miss? What's the worst experience? Except the one with Pelman and Soljanka, but no one's going to understand that outside of a very limited audience. And if you want to hear about that, come to Discord, but still.
0: I think I'm going to miss the ability to travel to various countries extremely cheap and easy. I mean,
1: what are you not going to miss? What's the worst part about that us?
0: Oh. Uh, yeah,
1: that thing. You can be blatant and honest too.
0: I mean, I guess uh, I'm not gonna miss my inability to read the signs that are everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know the language barrier is pretty difficult, like especially considering how different Latvian is from Estonian, and I can barely say thank you in Estonian. And I'm, it'll be nice to go back home and be able to understand everything that I see and hear.
1: <laughs> um. <clears throat> One thing, though, uh, could you please try to pronounce my name?
0: Please don't make me do that. You're going to make me look like an idiot in front of all these people.
1: Let's stay again, babe. <laughs> no, seriously, I will not make you do that, love. No, that's, that's one of the interesting things because I think it's on a genetic level because she's been, she's been worried about all the cold and, and all the layering and everything. And I kind of don't understand how continental climate works, really, because, well, it seems kind of weird. You've been living in Montana for, what, six years now? And originally you're from california and and uh how did you not get acclimatized to this and how does this whole thing work and, and also another thing is that uh, i don't know uh, all the architecture and the weirdness because you're she likes castles guys i i took her to I took her to luzeto to, to see those those ruins and she just like really seems to enjoy medieval castles for some reason they're just everywhere here so
0: well that's one of the things is that there's so many architectural wonders that are older than my country that it's amazing to be in a place that's.
1: Maybe you're speaking to your countrymen right now, so yeah, you, you, you can like talk to Americans.
0: It's, well, so Mostly. they understand what I'm saying. I hope so. I mean, like, I grew up in the youngest part of the United States. I mean, nobody settled in the California until after they found gold there. Okay, I guess that's like a gross over-exaggeration. However, not many people traveled all the way west to California until there was the gold rush that happened. And then Southern California was even later, you know, I don't know. People moved into Southern California later than that. And then Los Angeles itself shouldn't even be there because it's a natural desert. And then they had to build a fake river to get water down there.
1: and Wait, they build a fake river? Didn't know that. Th- yeah,
0: the, the L.A. River. It's... I can't believe I haven't shown you a picture of the L.A. River yet. Wow. It's, um, that is a site in its own right. Uh, I, I believe it's a concrete structure that basically steals water from the mountains in the north and takes it down to California.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, and one other thing, by the way, I want to say thanks to Monica. Say thanks to Monica Love.
0: Thank you, Monica.
1: Yeah, she said this Hershey's from Amazon, and I think she meant the American ones, but but apparently. Oh, the oh no!
0: But that that one, the the chocolate and uh, the chocolate and cream, like the it was not cookies and cream. It was different, and it was delicious. I'd never seen that one before.
1: What's the difference between the chocolates here? Because I hear, I hear my comrades telling me all, of, all about this high-fructose corn syrup. And I went to the States, and I got to experience that that, it, that it myself. And your Coke tastes very different from ours. I
0: told you, and you didn't even try the Mountain Dew. I told you to try the Mountain Dew, because that's even worse.
1: I, I was in Boston, babe. I think they would, like, lynched me with, with their bows and arrows or something.
0: <laughs> that's just mean. I'm sure they have guns there.
1: I haven't seen one, though. Oh yeah, obviously East Coast is the best coast. Thanks. Uh- West
0: Coast is the best coast, sir. If you're gonna say it, you might as well say it right.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had a misspelling here, but uh, but yeah. What about what about like the Christmas things and, and like you you said you you miss you miss Christmas without snow, and her toes are like always cold. Trust me, I I take her on. Uh, we we went out to, to like Old drag a few days ago, and I took her up to to the Saint Peter's Church, and she was like super worried about her toes. Why does, it, why, why does it happen so? Because, like, you were, like, three layers of it, and, and well, uh, she just, like, it's just minus two Celsius. So.
0: I... Okay, for all of us that don't know what the metric system Celsius means, that's, like, uh below freezing, like, 20-something or something, and that's freaking cold, dude. So my whole deal is Riga is a very damp cold. It's similar to, like, you know when I would stand on the beach and have, like, the nice, you know, Pacific Ocean breeze hit me, and it just, it it, it soaks through you. It, like, chills you to the bone. like. It, whereas Montana is a dry climate, so I could not feel as bad in the cold.
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, the worst part is, uh, the worst part that I get berated for by by you, by the way, was, was uh, that I went to this how was this, uh, Bell and Hand Tavern? Yeah, that's that's the oldest one in the States continuously operating. Sam Sam told me that. And that uh, the lady there, well, uh, I was it was on my last day in the States and I asked her, you know, I just wanted the beer. And she said, Well twelve ounces are twenty-four and I was like, How many milliliters is this? And she just couldn't answer, so I picked twenty-four, then I sat down, then I obviously promptly googled and found out that it's seven hundred and twelve, I think. And then, and then I, you know, politely explained to her how many how many milliliters twenty four ounces are because you know that's what you do if you're a thirsty part of town, and and uh, I didn't tip her either uh, because she didn't know the milliliters and apparently that was the massivest evil, massive crime of 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 devil.
0: Well, I definitely got super Californian on him about that and made sure he knew very well that that girl probably went in the back and cried about what a jerk he was and how she will never, ever live that one down. And she will tell that story to every single person that she possibly can. And if anything, I would have made sure that he left a fatty frickin' tip for making her cry.
1: I did not make her cry.
0: You... Made her cry. If anybody is listening to this and they work in the service industry, please find him on Discord and tell him how that would make a person, uh, okay, maybe not a guy, but one of us females, a little more emotional, you know, we, we, would, we would cry and we would yell. And I'm certain that she added something that he did not ask for in whatever it was that she was serving him.
1: Like... I experience no such thing. I do believe in the nobility of the American people.
0: Do you hear this guy? Do you, what? What land is he on? Like
1: Riga. This is this is Riga.
0: Poor poor guy. Oh, and
1: also another question is that well, you've been you've been to Estonia, you study in Tartu, and now you've now you've come to me to Riga like all these times, and and well, what's the biggest difference between Estonia and Latvia except that we are way more awesome, obviously.
0: Well, um, I would say that Estonia is more. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. Because of the fact that Estonia increased their, like, technological field uh, starting in 91, Um, Skype was invented in Estonia.
1: And then bought by Microsoft. Yeah,
0: because Microsoft is smart and they buy things that are awesome. And um, I, I think that there's not a huge difference. Um, I hear more Russians in Latvia than I do in, in Estonia. Um, the old town in Estonia, Tallinn, is much more touristy. They definitely cater to us foreigners in a totally different manner than those in Riga do. Um, it's They have more fun with the medieval heritage, where here, Latvians just think that they're better for some
1: silly reason. This reason is not silly. It is historical. We are obviously better than the Estonians. Okay, well... It, th- wait. You, <laughs> the funny part is that like it's kind of like Scandinavia. It, it's kind of like Scandinavia. They're listeners and and we, we hate Estonians. Estonians hate us and tell us that we have six toes.
0: Well, I yeah. um, took a class entitled Estonian Culture. In...
1: Estonian and Culture already in the same sentence makes me laugh just mean. I know, but the Estonian guys know that I don't mean that. It's just a thing. It's like Swedish and the Danes. They also do the same thing. Uh, Meet Plutonium.
0: From what I've found, is it's kind of like a, a dysfunctional family where, you know, the siblings all, like, talk shit to each other, but if an outsider comes in and starts talking shit, then they're like, no, don't you do that to... You can't do that. That's... Just not right.
1: If you'd have a nice to give, like, to someone who actually wants to visit here uh, as a tourist, and a lot of people have, and I've met all of you guys, thank you for coming, but if you, if you had some advice to give before they'd arrive in Eastern Europe, especially here in the Baltics, what would you give, what would you say? Like, wh- what would the average American need to prepare for?
0: If you're coming in the winter, bring wool socks. And wool leggings and wool everything, because it is cold. It is cold.
1: <laughs> well, on it can't be that bad. Uh, also, also, you, you found the mulled wine thing to be... Oh, here. that's
0: right. Yeah, hot wine. That was a brand new thing. I mean, I'm sure, you know, the those of you in the States that are more, I don't know, exposed to things um, would know what that is. But I, on the other hand, was never brought up with heating wine. I never really even enjoyed room temperature red wine honestly um and then now now I can't get enough of that stuff oh another thing yeah beer like I hate beer in America and then I discovered this bottle that had some cherries on it and I was like oh is this cherry beer and Chris was like yeah it is and I was like okay well I like cherries I'm gonna try this and the beer company was made in like 1590 I'm like oh snap that's like really old and wow it was pretty good I will be very happy, though, when I get back to the Pacific West Coast, where, every, where I can actually enjoy partaking my recreational activity that I cannot partake in here.
1: Well, obviously, because people get arrested for, for that specific recreational activity. Oh, um, uh, on a the, the completely unrelated note, uh, hi, Steve Kaminsky from Baked in the Wake podcast. Th- this is unrelated, just, just oh, saying. hi, Steve. <laughs> we're, we're, saying, we're saying hi to him. Uh, what's kind of the worst experience that you've had in these parts? Literally, the worst thing happened to you besides the cold because because oh, otherwise we'll just be no, talking be, about the cold no no,
0: are. um when I did not have any internet, and I was kind of wandering around trying to find places with internet internet to figure out how to get to where I needed to go, and then I would kind of see where I was going and then get a little bit lost and that uh when i I had the opportunity to take a student trip to St. Petersburg and to Moscow
1: and she didn't die there
0: and
1: (laughs) I still say she hasn't visited Russia it's just been Petersburg and Moscow
0: well that is probably true Um, and I did not have internet the entire time I was there and boy was that interesting it was like I was back in 1995 it was like whoa what was
1: 1995 like in the States then
0: you didn't have internet. You just like went out and like you could do stuff without having to like contact people.
1: Well, as we know from most of the movies, if people had cell phones, stuff would be like sold easier. I mean, the best this part of the, the best part of, of being with this beautiful lady here is that she explains American to me. Uh, before I went to Boston, uh, this is the lady which actually uh, censored a bunch of my Soviet jokes because she like because because apparently our, our sense of humor is weird.
0: I just enlightened him to the idea of how um, easily it is for people to take certain words and phrases out of context and warp them into other things that perhaps were not meant. And I tried to help him with his pronunciation, but he refuses to listen to me. Because he thinks that all English words need to sound like Latvian words when clearly they don't. But who am I to talk? Because I can't roll my R's.
1: Well, I... I, I try to make my pronunciation as hardcore as possible. It is not about the correct way of talking and saying things. It is about getting the Lenin's Medal for Achievements for Glorious Motherland, obviously.
0: And there he goes, showing off how nice he can roll his R's.
1: It's not showing off, it's just that I'm cute and confused, therefore I have to put on my thick Russian accent anyway. Well... Uh, Honestly, uh, one thing is that I I, uh, read that, like, right now we're in my place and we're recording this and it's quite late. But we have all these Khrushchevkas here. You you see, like, these houses that I live in. And uh, I was told, and that was also kind of a legend back in um, the early 90s, that these houses that we're in right now, they're modeled after some stuff that they built in Alaska and, like, also, like, uh, the northwest parts as a temporary housing units. For, like, people who just just move there. Have you seen something like, like this in, in the States, or do you have, like, something similar?
0: I have not seen that, because most of the stuff is bought up by developers and torn down and then rebuilt into something different. You know, something more modern. Um, the aesthetic value is much more prevalent back home than it is here, like way more prevalent.
1: We have boxes and they are efficient. Box-shaped. Yeah, but
0: the outside is ugly.
1: Yeah, I know. We hate these places, too, by the way. No, but
0: that's the whole thing, is, like, people back in the States, like, they, you know, to a certain extent take pride in the aesthetic value of their exterior, and...
1: If you disagree, you can mail me always, and, you know... (laughs) By the way.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mail him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, mail him and blame all all this on me, right? No, uh... (laughs) Honestly, what is what is the kind of the the weirdest part that you, that made you actually decide to come here and and uh, yeah, study study the history of this part? So, and like you said, you took a course on on Estonian Estonian culture. How did you even come to like get interested into ho- all of this region?
0: I took a winter session course uh, at my home university, the University of Montana. Go Grizz! Woo! And during that period, it was um, that course was on the basically rise and fall of the soviet union um and though it was it was a really compact course impacted it was it was a really quick course it was three weeks every day we basically went over a different section of that short 50 years and towards the end when i was when we were discussing the baltic way the whole like Everybody joined hands from Estonia down to Lithuania. And um, the camaraderie that people felt in this area for their own independence kind of made me interested in how the society developed following the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, i In a way, it reminded me of how, like, the United States had to discover their own type of nation building after they got their independence. And, I mean, granted, like, there was a government back in, like, 1918 in this whole Baltic region. But after 50 years of severe oppression by an outside, like, regime, the the, the whole idea of having to rebuild and start from almost scratch fascinated me
1: what do you think we guys here in the baltics should kind of you know learn from your government i'm speaking about like washington dc guys is there something that like i always state that latvians are very like we're we're tougher people we're 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 used to you know dealing with the worst and being these tough guys but we completely lack any entrepreneurial spirit and and we're not as optimistic and not like can-do attitude that's at least my take on this whole situation how how would you, like, compare these cultures and what do you think, like, we guys here in the Baltics should acquire from you guys?
0: Politically?
1: Oh, well, in general, geez. culturally or whatever. No,
0: I have free refills, dude. Like, I miss my free refills so much. <laughs> it's we, super silly, I know. We
1: now have a single place with free refills in Riga. One spot with that.
0: Yeah, and you have three options to refill with. And, of course, it's Pepsi.
1: What's wrong with Pepsi?
0: It's, you know, I... Happened to be a fan of Coca-Cola. That's all.
1: Oh well, do you did you like like the new Coke thing? They they had this at one point. I heard that they did different. Oh
0: no, it's this whole thing where like the. um, So me being from you know California, we I loved my my Mexican bottles of Coke. You know, get my, you know, Coca-Cola in Espanol, and that was made with real sugar. And then I come to Europe, and I read the ingredients on the can, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Mexican Coke, but not because clearly I'm in Europe." Um, so I found it really interesting that they don't use high fructose corn syrup in the anything here
1: because we don't have corn.
0: Oh, and that was a whole nother thing—no corn tortillas for like me to make tacos or enchiladas or. She, she fed like me that.
1: my first tacos in my life. It was more a... of
0: a taco burrito.
1: Well, it made, made no difference to me because that was the first time I experienced the thing.
0: It was okay. Avocados are so expensive here. I thought they were expensive back home, but oh, man, no. No, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to eat all the avocados.
1: You're, you're going to have to feed me some of them, too, because I'm, I'm probably sure that we get ours from, like, Spain or something.
0: Uh, no, I'm going to eat them all. You don't get any.
1: Oh, boo. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, one thing, though, is that uh, I am proud to have introduced real honey to her, which is great. You seem it. No,
0: I've had, you know, honey from people that have bees before. It's just not as prevalent, nor is it as cheap.
1: So that's cheaper. But yeah, again, about the price difference, what is like really more expensive here in these parts? Because uh, honestly, uh, one of the things that we you know, sadly in the Baltics have and the EU is that, for example, our clothing prices and our food prices are... On average, about the same as like in the UK or or France or something, but about the salaries are kind of lower or something. So, what about the pricing stuff? Because for me, for example, Boston was just slightly, slightly like more expensive than Riga, but not that much. So,
0: well, you're sitting with somebody that used to love to go to a store called the Dollar Tree and the 99 Cent Store, and those stores are exactly what they sound like. Nothing in the store was over a dollar or 99 cents. However, the 99 cent store was in California, so there was the sales tax added onto it. So technically, it would go over a dollar for an item. That, but is,
1: that is 85 cents for my European comrades, and with our value added tax included in, of course. Oh, she, hates no, she hates no, when I do that. She hates when I do
0: that. Come on. Look at me. We have taxes added into stuff already. M-m-m-m. You pay what you see.
1: Yeah, that's that. That makes sense.
0: Well, at least in Montana, there's no sales tax, so there you, you do pay what you see on the price tag.
1: Oh, also one, one, one thing that's kind of interesting is like like we we go out and we buy this hot wine in our Christmas market, and she tips the people in the Christmas market.
0: They have a tip cup. Oh, speaking of, I have that punch card.
1: Oh yeah, we we they have they have punch cards now. It's kind of all Christmasy and whatever. But but yeah, let's let's kind of wrap this up and and uh, well. Here you go guys. I hope you enjoyed you know some some voice from home, I guess and I haven't killed her. She looks okay oh my almost gosh. alive.
0: Oh my God, this was interesting. This
1: is not going to be edited, babe.
0: Yes, it has to be edited.
1: Oh no, no. we spoke with Anita about this. By the way, our no. editor is now in Cuba. She's gathering information about Fidel Castro and we're gonna have a special with, uh, with Calvis and Anita too. Uh, next episode is gonna be kind of wrap up with the news. And Merry Christmas, everyone. And do you have your final words and greetings to your American comrades?
0: If you sat and listened through this whole thing, thank you for dealing with me. And I'm sorry that it's not edited, and I'm sure that the next episode will be way better. And go stand out in the sun for me, please, because there is no sun here. I miss it so much. Merry Christmas. Love you.
1: Love you, listeners. I love you too, Ben. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Traffic jams,
1: tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right.